Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley, Glisten, and the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We're here to help you. So what are you working on? Are you picking up a painting project this weekend? Are you tuning up the house to get ready for holiday guests that are afoot? Are you just out doing some shopping and not thinking about home improvement? But hey, maybe you want to plan for a project early next year. Great questions for us. The number is one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974, because we are here to help you. We have money pits. We love money pits. We can help you get out of your money pit. So call us <laughs> right now. Coming up this hour, we know your kids are counting the minutes, but is your chimney ready for Santa? And of course, for the colder temperatures right behind them, this hour we've got advice for chimney repair and cleaning that will keep your home safe and structurally sound. Plus, adding a festive touch to your windows is a great way to spread holiday cheer, but you need to make sure you know how to attach those decorations without damaging the window frames. We're going to share some of my non-destructive decorating secrets. Shh, just a bit. And one lucky caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 Home Depot gift card. How does that sound? Oh, I like it. You know, it's perfect for picking up those LED holiday lights. They're going to last longer. They're going to cost you less than those traditional incandescent bulbs. And you could do some really pretty cool stuff. So if you want to have a dazzling Christmas display or holiday display at your money pit, try to call in and get a chance to win your $50 Home Depot gift card. The number is one 888 Pit. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Heading out to Pennsylvania, where Andrew has a question about replacement windows. How can we help you? I was calling because I had a house that was built uh, like 1850s, and uh, I have 31 windows in the house ranging anywhere from 32 inches to 58. And some of them are as big as four, four feet by like seven feet. And I might be selling it in five years, and I was wondering how much equity of the windows, you know, replacing them would kind of add towards the house if it was worth doing. And because um, the house is 179000 I put an addition on it. I only got 6000 back on it when it reappraised. And I just don't want to take a bunch of money into something I don't think I'll recoup. And I, my question is, I had a bunch of estimates and the contract and contractors, and I was telling you, I had a bunch of contractors, and they all range, you know, a lot. But the windows are leaking really bad, so I'm sure it could recoup the cost um, by replacing them. And they range, the estimates are anywhere from like twenty two dollars to $39,000. So I guess, like, how much is a fair price to pay um, doesn't matter who I have to do them, and I mean, how do you know like a good contractor? Because they say all just say different things, you know what I mean? And uh, what's a good rating to pick on these windows? For you know, should I go like triple pane glass or you know, Krypton glass? Those are all really great questions, and let me sort of take them one one at a time. First of all, in terms of the costs. 
How many windows did you say you had? Like about 40, was it? 30. 31, 32, something like that. I forget exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what are we averaging here on a cost per window? Is that around, did I do this right? Is it around 600 bucks? No. I have 30 windows. I've had estimates as high as 39000 Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, $39,000. I've had some of them at, like, I think the cheapest one was 22 That sounds pretty crazy. So, look, a couple of things come to mind. First of all, we want to try to find a way to do this as inexpensively as possible. There are windows that you can buy that are very expensive that will have a very historic feel to them, but I think that's not going to be for you. So what I think you want is that you want a, a, a good quality sort of minimal but serviceable grade of, of, of window. And what I would tell you to do is to go to a major retailer, like, for example, the Home Depot. I've bought a number of windows there over the years, replacement windows. And I believe they have a measuring service as well where they'll come out and measure the windows for the order. Now, you don't have to do these all at once because you wanted to say, perhaps do this yourself, you can do it yourself. It's not terribly complicated to do a replacement window, but I would start small by maybe doing a couple of windows in one room till you kind of get the hang of it. Uh, the way it works is you pretty much take out the operable sashes. I presume these are double hung, so you'll take out the bottom sash and the top sash. The new window will be built to fit right in what's left over, essentially. So the jams of the window and the sill of the window and the head of the window, it'll fit right inside of that. Um, it will be attached to that. It'll be caulked in place. And then the part that gets a little tricky that you may not have the tools for is that most of the time the window companies will do one more thing, and that is they'll wrap the sill and the trim outside with aluminum. And so that takes a bit of skill, but you might be able to have a siding company come in and do that after the fact, just do all the wrapping of the trim and the, and the, and the sills kind of in mass, and you do all the installation on the windows. Um, that's, I think, how I might proceed here, because I think if you go direct to some of these window companies where they're trying to do it all themselves, um, I think this is going to be really expensive. In terms of the quality of the window, how do you tell the difference? There's a, a rating called the NFRC rating. It's the National Fenestration Rating Council. And they have certain standards that they check, like UV transmittance, for example. There's a number, I think there's five or six different measures of energy efficiency. You get the labels on the window. You can compare that against other windows and try to make a decision uh, from there. Does that make sense? Hey, I really appreciate that. You got it, man. Take care. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. You know, that's a, a scene that so many homeowners find themselves in, Leslie. They get these crazy prices, uh, you know, where the lowest, the difference between the lowest and the, and the highest price uh, bid is like, is, is, you know, it's twice as much. So I, I, it's why I always say that some of these contractors bid you and not the job. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Your neighborhood, how you're dressed, all that stuff. I mean, this guy's got all these windows, and he's just trying to get it done uh, right, but doesn't want to spend a lot of money. The, you know, the the windows that are available at home centers are actually quite nice. You know, who do you think makes them? Same windows that, same manufacturers that make the, the the more well-known brand. Well, and when you think about it, you know, one of the home centers is buying a far greater quantity of windows. They're able to get you a better price. Yeah, and they're not going to be in business for long if they're selling you junky windows, right? Norma in Delaware is on the line with a flooring question. What are you working on? I would like to know if, uh, you know, how difficult or how practical it would be to uh, insert, you know, I have wood floors and in the foyer and I have a rug there, but, you know, I'm constantly cleaning it. So I would like to know if uh, how practical it would be to, like, make a circle 
uh, cut out the floor in a circle and insert some granite in there. So you want to put granite inside the wood floor, is that correct? Right, right, that's correct. That sounds like a pretty difficult project. I mean, sure, it could be done, but you're going to need a really good craftsman and a really good tile guy. And the wood floor guy and the tile guy are going to be two separate guys, <laughs> unless you happen to find somebody that's really, te- really talented, because you've got to get that cut just right, and then you've got to cut the granite to fit just right. So you're talking about a pretty expensive solution to a rather common problem. It seems like there might be other options, though, right, Leslie? You know, I, I think the issue is here... You know, you're dealing with a lot of wood, a lot of dirt that's coming in. I hate to say it, and I never follow this rule, but it's like the best thing to do when you come into your house is take off your shoes. And if you go ahead and do that, that's really going to go a long way in how much you do have to clean after that. I think what you can do is there are some rug options. You know, if you're looking at items that are made for commercial arenas, like if you say like the look of a sisal rug, if you go to a, a carpet vendor, they make a faux sisal that looks like a sisal, but it's really like a poly propylene and it even feels like a sisal rug but you can take it outside and hose it down so you're sort of taking away certain steps if you think creatively another thing is if you're dealing with wear and tear on your wood floor is if you put a more industrial type of coating on top of the wood floor so that you're not dealing with scratches or staining onto the wood floor from just high traffic you know and then the other thing is you can always tile the area and sort of make it a mud room but that's really committing to a look but then again so is cutting a circle in your floor and inserting a piece of granite. Thank you for your advice. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Coming up, do you love to decorate for the holidays? Well, it's all fun and games until you break something. We've got tips for avoiding the mishaps that happen most when decorating when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. 
It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone right now and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. If you do, you'll get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a great prize. We've got a $50 Home Depot gift card that you can use for pretty much anything in the store, but you might want to use it to shop the huge selection of LED and smart home products available at the Home Depot. Yeah, I mean, you can get lights, you can get really amazing smart home products, that fit your home or your lifestyle. There's so much stuff going on at the depot, pretty much you'll go in there and spend 50 bucks. You might as well have a gift card, so give us a call for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. Peter in California is dealing with a water heating situation. Tell us what's going on. We just recently moved into a new rental, and they have really, really hard water. So the tank sounds like it's out there just boiling away. So it sounds like it's boiling? Like Does it sound like it's sort of uh, rustling water? Yeah, it sounds like there's explosions going on in it. Yeah, that's air in the tank, and that's actually not that uncommon. I wouldn't get too freaked out about it as long as it's properly installed, has the right size pressure relief valve on it. Usually it's sort of expansion and contraction of the tank that sometimes is made worse by a little bit of air that gets in there. I've heard that kind of sound before. How old is this water heater? I have no idea. We've only been here a month. And other people on in our cul-de-sac have the same problem. And they say it's from the calcium, the sediment build up in it. Yeah, well, that's, that's actually possible. So, I mean, one of the things you can do is you could drain some water off the bottom of it. You'd have to hook up a garden hose to it. You have to turn it off and wait an hour or two for it to cool off. And then you can drain some water off the bottom. That tends sometimes to rinse out any of the, any of the mineral salt deposits that are built up at the bottom. Okay, because I was going to give that a go. I was just wondering if that was one step to go with. You could try it. You could try it, but it's it's usually pretty harmless, okay? I appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Susan in Pennsylvania is dealing with a woodpecker, except it's not Woody the woodpecker giving her the <laughs> although he might be as he's making holes in your house. What's going on, Susan? Well, um, thank you very much for taking my call. I've learned so much from listening to this show. Um, I live with my daughter and son-in-law, and there is a woodpecker every morning who comes and has breakfast, compliments of our home. Uh, and my son-in-law has looked, and there is damage, and of course he's going to have that taken care of, but um, we're trying to find out how we deter this woodpecker from coming back or just picking another spot. Does he generally like to uh, pick the same kind of spot? Yeah, he's, he seems to be right over top their bedroom, right in that area. Oh, great. <laughs> so he can wake them up in the morning. All right. So let me give you a couple of things that you can try that are really easy. One of which is to get some tin pie plates, like the aluminum pie plates. Hang them from like fishing line or, or you know, sort of a thin cord or something so that they sort of dangle in the area where the woodpecker likes to hang out because they really are annoying to the birds and they don't like to see their reflection. They think there's other birds around and sometimes that's all it takes to make them go away. Another thing that you can do is you could take strips of like a plastic hefty bag, cut it into like three inch strips so that it kind of like blows around the breeze. That kind of has the freak out effect and neither of these obviously hurt the birds. You don't want to leave them on for very long, but they they do work pretty well at keeping the woodpeckers away from your house. And maybe they'll just decide that, uh, you know, your neighbor's house is a better place to be. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. Yes. I had a woodpecker put a pretty nice size hole in, in the soffit material of my home. And I was residing and changing out all of the soffit material for like one of those Azek type of extruded PVC product that looks like wood, but you know, obviously the woodpecker's not going to eat it. So I didn't bother repairing this pretty nice size hole that the woodpecker made. And in the process of the work happening before that soffit and fascia material came off, a whole family of squirrels moved in. <laughs> Oh, aren't you lucky? <laughs> well, thank you very much. Well, it's fun to decorate your windows for the holidays. I mean, what's a holiday card without a decorated window or two popping through? The problem is, though, that modern, more energy-efficient windows are much easier to damage because they just have a lot more moving parts than an old-fashioned wood window that you might have grown up with. You know, there are a few obvious things that you should never do to your windows, such as drilling into or puncturing the frames or sashes. Also, you want to steer clear of gluing, stapling, or taping lights to your window frame. And be careful with real pine branches or pine cones because they have fresh pine sap in them, right? And they can leave really nasty stains well after the holiday season is over. And while this might not invalidate your window warranty, it's an inconvenient mess. Realistically, artificial pine is usually the best way to go when you can pick those up in craft stores pretty much anywhere. Yeah, and you could have picked them up as early as September. I mean, it gets nutty, guys. <laughs> so give yourself time to get the fake ones. Now, also, guys, it's tempting, but don't spray fake snow from those aerosol cans onto your windows either. That snow residue can be hard to remove after the holidays, and then it can hamper the operation of your window if it gets into the sash or into the hardware, so just don't do it. Now, if you do want to decorate your windows without breaking them, try suction cups. They're great for hanging on the glass ornaments or icicles or even small wreaths, especially in homes with younger kids. You can also do the peel-and-stick sort of temporary decorations. And if you do want to attach anything, 
You can do that, but make sure you're attaching it to the trim around the window, not the window itself. This way, you won't have a chance of striking the balances or any of the operational parts of the window and breaking them because that would really not make it a good holiday around your house. Oh, no. You'd be having a really sad holiday. You'd be sad. 888-666-3974. Don't be sad. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now. We will answer your home improvement question. Jack in New York needs some help with the crawl space. What can we do for you? Well, I had a, an area that is, was a crawl space, and uh, we dug it out. And uh, so it's, we have about a seven-foot ceiling now. And I put some gravel in it, and I wasn't going to do anything, but now I want to expand my shop, and I don't really have access to where I can you know, uh, put concrete in it. Now, I was wondering if you would have any... I ideas. Well, first of all, Jack, uh, since you dug it out down to seven feet, how did you support the soil under the foundation wall? We left a we left a step. Uh, this this dirt that was in there was is so compact that uh, it was almost impossible to dig it out. So we weren't huh. too worried, but we did leave a step around the foundation. Okay. The footer. Right. Uh, there was about two and a half foot. Uh, we went about two and a half foot below the footer. That's what we what we call in our part of the country a Yankee basement, <laughs> where it's a, it's dug out. It's not a joke. That's actually what they call it. They call it a Yankee basement, or well, sometimes a root cellar. Where basically you take the interior perimeter of the foundation wall, move in about two and a half three feet, and then dig down there. So you leave this like sort of berm of soil to support the the foundation that's uh, that's under the foot support the foundation that's under the footing. So um, options for clean for, for finishing that floor why can't you get concrete into the floor because in you know most times there would be a situation where they'd set up a chute that goes right through a window and pour some concrete into that floor that's clearly the easiest way uh, and fastest way to create a floor in a basement yeah i agree with you but i, I really right to tying the the expense for the concrete and uh, having a you know, doing the whole project would be pretty pretty pricey. How big is the floor area? Well, it's about uh, 25 by 15, and then with a 8 by 8 uh, jut to, on one end of it. So it's L-shaped, basically. Well, I, I don't have any quick ideas on how to create a, a hard surface flooring when you don't want to put concrete down there. You, you could frame something, but I mean... Uh, it would be very temporary. I would really prefer that you put concrete. Now you don't have to do, you know, you have to do, you don't, it doesn't have to be six inches thick. It could be, you know, four inches thick and, and poured in sections. But I really think you should just budget for and, and use concrete down there because anything else you do is going to be very substandard. It's not going to contribute to the value of your house. I hear you. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like the foot I was afraid I was going to hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, you you got you got all the hard work done digging it out. You know, I would just budget for and save up for for some concrete, uh, you know, get a mason to help you or get somebody that's used to finishing concrete and uh, get it all poured and it'll be done it'll be done in a day. Oh yeah, sure. It has to be done in a day cuz the concrete's going to cure. <laughs> all right, Jack, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Still to come, a look at trends in home construction and the tools and materials to get the job done. The Money Pit continues after this. Pit. 
the money that is brought to you by Lutron's new Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. Never ask, who left the lights on again? Starting at around $20, this motion-sensing light switch turns the lights on automatically when you walk into a room and off when you leave and works with all types of light bulbs. Learn more at LutronSensors.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, it's a big time of year for residential construction pros. The Remodeler Show is a mega event that draws huge crowds as hundreds of products are highlighted for use in residential buildings. All right. Well, we recently caught up on the show's floor, which is super full of really exciting things this year with the Home Depot's pro merchandising director, Jason Aragoni, who's attending the show. How's it going, Jason? Hey, thanks, Tom. Thanks, Leslie. It's going great. Appreciate the uh, opportunity to speak with you guys. So having uh, been a veteran of many of these shows, we know they're exhausting, but what are you hoping to see and what what are you most excited about for uh, this year's remodeling show? Yeah, I think this year's remodeling show, uh, combining uh, the remodeling, the GLC Live, and the Deck Expo, is going to really be interesting to see as this super conference kind of comes to being. Uh, Really excited to see what's out on the floor and what's new and exciting what the industry's uh, focused on. So are you guys constantly getting pitched uh, these new products uh, by manufacturers, big and small, for consideration uh, for the store shelves at the Home Depot? Definitely. You know, just because of the size of our company and the the reach that we have, we're always uh, getting to get the opportunity to see what's new and exciting in the marketplace. Uh, A lot of manufacturers approaching us. And, you know, a lot of times there's some things that align with what our customers are looking for, and we're able to, to move forward with it. Now, being the pro merchandising director, you probably deal quite a bit in what's trending out that they are, you know, right now and pretty much constantly with the tradesmen and the contractors, all the pros, and really a lot of advanced DIYers. What are some of the biggest trends that you're seeing right now? Yeah, you know, my, most of my time spent on uh, making sure that we have the right things for our customers, especially our pro customers. Uh, you know, there's three categories that are really hot for us right now. Um, there's a huge uh, evolution going on in LED lighting, whether it's the fixture itself or whether it's the, the lamps that go into the fixtures. Uh, the price and the cost of LED bulbs continue to drop as the technology advances, uh, and there's a lot more capabilities that you can do with this pr- product line as well. Uh, we're seeing LED fixtures that can help retrofit uh, right into the fixture itself. Um, and we're seeing, you know, a lot of uh, competition out there to try to figure out what, how to take advantage of these changes in technology. Another cool rise in, uh, we're seeing right now is around battery-powered tools. A uh, great example of that is what Milwaukee's coming out with, with brushless motors. Uh, this allows the device to run longer off of a single charge. Uh, we've also have got a great tool coming out from DeWalt, where uh, whether it's your heavy do-it-yourselfer or your pro, uh, we have a battery-powered miter saw. Because, you know, you think about something as big as a miter saw, who would ever have believed years ago that it could be run off of a battery? Hey, we're talking to Jason Aragoni. He's the director of pro merchandising for the Home Depot. He's out at the Chicago Remodeler Show, which is the big national remodeler show. All the cool new stuff is coming out there. And it's co-located with the Deck Expo. And that's just another really exciting place to be. What are you seeing in composite decking out there at Deck Expo? Yeah, the composite decking is, you know, definitely a trend that's on the rise. Uh, the minimum maintenance that is required to keep it up and uh, looking in good condition has continued to grow in popularity. Uh, and as the technology continues to grow, uh, pricing has continued to steady and to begin to decline. Uh, there's also a lot of opportunities to accessorize the decks, add on solar post caps or other lighting options to really take uh, the decking and becoming almost like an outside entertaining area. That's fantastic. Jason Aragoni from the Home Depot. We're going to let you get back to the show floor. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit and filling us in on the latest trends in the remodeling industry. 
Cool. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Hey, if you'd like more information on uh, some of the products that Jason talked about, you can head on over to homedepot.com or homedepot.com slash pro. Thanks, Jason. All right, coming up, he's making a list and he's checking it twice. So make sure that Santa can slide it down your chimney, too. Chimney cleaning and maintenance tips to keep your family safe long after Santa's gone back to the North Pole when we return. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hey, you want to win a $50 Home Depot gift card? Pick up the phone right now and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. That gift card's going out to one caller, drawn at random from those that reach us for today's show. Yeah, with 50 bucks, you can get so many amazing things over at the Home Depot. If you're looking for some new holiday lights or some really cool holiday inflatables, let me tell you, I saw one that was like a some sort of Scottish terrier dog that was actually furry. If I wasn't so anti-inflatables, I would have probably five of those <laughs> on my front lawn. Guys, check it out. 50 bucks will get you a long way at the depot. 888-666-3974. Brian in Kentucky is on the line and working on a Tudor, which is my favorite kind of home. What can we help you with? I have bought an old 1979 English Tudor home. It's about 2,700 square feet, and it's down in Seymour, Tennessee. And um, it has got brick on the first floor, and the upper floor has the English Tudor style, but it's been made out of plywood, and it looks like it's textured plywood with raised one-by-two-inch strips on it. Um, The house has never been touched. Uh, and it's a good money pit. <laughs> it's uh, I'm going to be taking the stripping off of it, and I'm going to be probably caulking between the joints of the plywood and replacing uh, whatever existing plywood is rotted uh, with uh, OVC marine board um, and then siliconing everything. Um, I'm going to I want to put stucco or drive it over top of that existing plywood. And I'm leaning toward the drive it because of the styrofoam, which will be an insulation factor. But I don't know the pros and cons of uh, original stucco or the drive it and the cost factor. All right. First of all, I'm very familiar with the design house you have. And yes, it's attractive. Unfortunately, it's really bad in terms of weather resistance because usually they use what they'll use for the what you're calling the plywood siding is a composite type of material that looks a little bit exactly. like supposed to look a little bit like concrete or look like stucco um, but but it's not and and it's a composite siding that really does not stand up very well and if it's not been touched since 1979 okay. then it probably all needs to be replaced if you're trying to decide between using real stucco or it's actually called drivet and it's a brand name for ifs which is exterior insulated foam siding eifs um, I would tell you that you should stay away, stay away from the foam siding. All you need to do is Google search that stuff, and you're going to find huge problems. There's been a lot of complaints over the years, and uh, as a friend of mine once said to me, who's a structural engineer, he said that product was leaking on the drawing board. <laughs> and it hasn't stopped since. Okay. Now, they made a lot of changes to it, and you know some people said they're happy with it. If you live in a wet climate, 
I wouldn't use it. If you live, if you, it's, I think it's good on commercial buildings and masonry buildings because they don't have the decay factors, but I would absolutely stay away from the exterior insulated foam siding um, for, uh, for a residential home. I think you're going to end up, Brian, taking all of that uh, plywood off and then you're going to have to decide what you want to replace it with. If you're going to go with real masonry siding, real masonry stucco, I think that's a wise choice. I think that's a choice that will last a lifetime and 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 give your house a proper English tutor. You know, English tutors last forever because they're built to last forever. But when we make the fake English tutors with the composite uh, siding and and the furring strips, uh, you're lucky that it lasted the 30 plus years that it has. Now, would you go with? Like the the marine board, like I was talking about, and then put the tie back around that, or or the tar paper, or well, what you're going to end up doing is you're going you're going to have a she- you're going to have a plywood sheathing, so you're going to take everything off, examine the interior, make sure there's no rot in the studs. You're going to add a plywood sheathing. You're going to add building paper. You're going to add uh, metal um, uh, woven metal wire, and you're going to put the, the the stucco right on top of that. Of course, I mean, really, your mason's going to do this, but that's essentially the process. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I I appreciate your time. You're welcome, Brian. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, if you expect Santa to reach those cookies and milk, you want to make sure that your chimney is clean and safe and also ready for a winter full of roaring fires to follow. You know, bad things can happen to chimneys this time of year. They can collapse. They can cause serious issues from fires to carbon monoxide poisoning if they're not properly cleaned and maintained. Yeah, now creosote, that's one of the greatest chimney safety hazards. It's the residue that's going to stick to the inside of your chimney when the vapor mixes with condensation and then it cools. Now, creosote is hugely flammable, but you can keep it to a minimum with a yearly chimney inspection and a regular cleaning. Now, if you're not sure you need a chimney cleaning, here's a way to check. Open the damper above the fireplace and look up inside the flue. You need a really strong flashlight, like a mag light for this. If you can't see the sides of the clay or the metal liner clearly, you're probably overdue for a cleaning. Now, the outside of your chimney, that can also pose some major risks. So you want to inspect it from the outside to see if it's leaning or if it's separating from your home in any way, shape, or form. If you see either of those things, call a professional and have them come and check it out ASAP. Loose bricks and cracks, those are easier fixes. You can replace them or seal them as needed. And keep an eye out for any vegetation like ivy vines, for example, something I used to find commonly when I was a professional home inspector looking at these things because it can grow across the top of the chimney and actually obstruct the flow of gases out of the chimney. It can be a real problem. And if your chimney exhausts through a metal pipe, make sure it's not dislodged or it's not rusted out. All good things to keep an eye out to make sure your chimney is good to go for Santa and all the fires that will follow. Karen in Arizona is on the line with an air conditioning question. How can we help you today? Yeah, I was just um, curious which is a better choice between the red and the train. I need four units. I have to replace them all. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would look at a couple of things. First of all, they're, they're both good brands. So I would look at the efficiency rating for all of the units. I would look at the warranties for the units. And I also would make sure that you choose your HVAC contractor carefully because a lot of the efficiencies in these systems relies heavily on the quality of the installation. So we, we do want to be very careful about who's installing it, make sure the ducts are all sealed and that kind of stuff. Because if not, you're going to have um, inefficiencies as you use the system as time goes on. But they're both great brands, so I think you can go wrong either way. Just make sure when you're comparing apples to apples that you make sure they they each have the same efficiencies and warranties. Well, you said something about ducks. 
Yeah, the duct system that feeds the air to the different rooms, you want to make sure those ducts are properly installed and that they're sealed because a lot of times where ducts are joined, uh, especially in older homes, those those uh, intersections are not sealed properly and a lot of air leaks out there. So the little things like that have a big impact on efficiency of the system. Okay. And the other question is, I have a pet boarding business and um, I'm trying to use some sort of air filter that will get um, it would take up smells. Do you know if any are better than others? Because I put the Auric and another brand in the cat room, and I can still smell cats. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> that certainly would be the test of any HVAC, any, any filtration system. Well, look, the best filtration systems are really designed more for dust than for um, odor. However, I know that 3M has one that has uh, has a charcoal base to it that is far more efficient at taking odors out than just about anything else out there. And so is this a forced air system that you, you would have for that area as well? No, this is just like, I had gone into one pet boarding place and I smelled urine really bad. And I thought this isn't going to make it, this place, because of the urine. And then they had four, four like filters that were sitting on the wall. Just They kind of looked like a mini auric, you know? They were, they were on the wall, hung on the wall, just like the size of maybe one foot by one and a half feet a little rectangle, and they really took the smell out. I don't know which brand she used. No, Karen, I think the issue that you're having in finding something that is going to work well for you is that, you know, we really want to make sure that we find you something that works from a commercial standpoint, something that's made for a business like yours, which has, you know, a lot of animal odors. And there's a company out there called Air Oasis, and that's their website, airoasis.com. And if you click on their commercial section, you'll find that they've got commercial air purifiers and air sanitizers that are carbon-based, and they, they really reduce a lot of this odor and bacteria and viruses and VOCs. So I would check them out, and there might be something that would work well for you there. Still ahead, here's a winning combination, tailgating and warmth. Sound impossible? It's not. We're going to share the details when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a money pit. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, could your bathroom use a freshening up? Well, you don't have to tear down walls or reconfigure plumbing to improve your bathroom space and function and add a little luxury. We've got tips for easy bathroom remodeling ideas that deliver big on results for less on our homepage right now at moneypit.com. All right, and post your question just like Justin did. Justin writes, I bought a new ring. And now my other kitchen appliances are looking a little tired, even though they've got plenty of use left in them. Is it possible to paint major appliances? Ooh, Justin, that's a question. It, it is possible to paint major appliances, but it's important that you use a finish that's really going to be durable. Now, Leslie, when I found the best paint, and this is really just for kitchen appliances, I actually have never used this on anything else, including doors, but it's epoxy-based paint. 
because it's the kind of paint that takes a long time to dry. But once it dries, it's really solid and you can clean it because this paint, let's face it, is going to get dirty and greasy and grimy. Um, and so it really does seem to stand up. But like I said, it does take a long time to dry. Uh, best results, you need to take off any hardware that you can take off, like doorknobs and handles and stuff like that. Mask everything off very, very carefully, and then paint very strategically. You should put at least two coats, and remember, don't go too heavy. You're better off doing two thin coats because you're going to get a really terrific fit, finish that really stands up quite well. All right, next up, we've got a post from Pam who writes, What's a safe way to hang heavier art pieces on drywall? I've done a bit of unintentional damage before, and I don't want to repeat the performance. Well, listen, Pam, there's a wide array of hardware that's available to help with, say, a heavy picture on a drywall. Um, one gadget that I like that I actually have been following since it was invented, it's called the monkey hook. It's a really cool little invention because it's a piece of wire that basically you push through the drywall and then bend up behind the drywall. And it can actually support up to 50 pounds. They're really, really cheap. They come, you know, I don't know, half a dozen or a dozen in a package. Mm -hmm. And, and having these around, sizes. yeah, having these around um, has become really handy in my house because I don't have to look for a fastener and a hook anymore. I just shove the monkey hook in the wall, uh, twist it up, lock it in place, and it's good to go. Yeah. The other thing, keep in mind, is you can look for a stud. If it happens to fall into exactly where you want to place it, you can drive your nail or your screw right into that stud, and it'll be super strong. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's football season, of course, but before you head out to cheer on your favorite team this winter, you want to make sure your tailgate is poised for victory. Leslie's got tips for a winning tailgate in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Well, 40% of tailgaters spend more than five hours pre-gaming, but it only takes a few minutes to discover how cold it can start to feel out there. Listen, you can put the suffering behind you this season by adding warmth to your tailgating party. Sounds easy, but remember this, guys. Open flames, they are too dangerous. But portable patio heaters like those you've seen at all those nice open-air restaurants, they work really well. And you can run those on propane, and they're going to warm up a really good-sized area. You know, like maybe the size of a parking spot, so you can have a totally amazing tailgating party. So here's what you need. You want to make sure that your tailgate tools are always at the ready. You can outfit an old toolbox with non-perishable tailgate essentials like your tongs, sunscreen, salt and pepper, anything else that you might need in there so you can grab it and go at a moment's notice when you get invited to the next big game. Next, you want to make sure that you have good tunes, because what's a tailgate without awesome music? Check out the wide variety of Bluetooth-compatible speakers. There are a lot available out there, and you'll really find a good option at a lot of price points. Now, they're super powerful, and they can help the entire crew get pumped up before the big game or even a really great concert. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next time on the Money Pit, do you love a roaring fire but not the cost of adding a chimney? Well, a direct vent fireplace might be the perfect solution for you. We'll have tips on how you can add one to your home on the next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.